Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Fantasy Frenzy, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky, locations in Ladouche, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. If you want to join the conversation, get in on the text line 1-833-401-1440. Also on Twitter, at Connor Halley, at B underscore A underscore D 1727, at Sports 1440 and at Fantasy Frenzy AM. Brandon, you and I, was it yesterday? Today is only Tuesday. So it was yesterday. We went out to Wilhawk Beef Jerky. We did. You got a nice little stash. Yeah, I grabbed, uh, we, we had some beef jerky last week, so I had to restock the uh, the community fridge here in the yeah. office for that. And then I also, the, the pepperoni was too tantalizing. There's so many different like flavor options. There's some hot stuff, some cheese-filled uh, stuff. Yeah. So we got a nice little mix of everything, taste-tested all of them, and uh, every one of them, as good as it gets. Top shelf quality, great meat, great taste. Love it. Yeah. I mean, to be totally honest with you, a little spicy for me. But that's more, that's me. That's not Wilhawk. That's me. So when we go back there, I think we're going to have to get some of like the... Uh, they had some teriyaki and some other mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, we'll grab that, I don't know, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, but at some point we'll be swinging back by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Uh, last night I was out at the Canadian Brew House out in Spruce Grove for Monday Night Football. Had a couple games going on. Qualified two lucky people for a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, uh, Brooke and Trent. Brooke was out there celebrating a friend's 18th birthday. Trent came in a little bit later with his family for a nice meal, and he left with the Brew House barbecue package it's like a bunch of steaks it's hamburgers hot dogs pretty great little package to be leaving with functional as well so uh, if you wanted to join us down at the canadian brew house for monday night football i'll be in various locations around the city brandon's there out there for thursday night do you know where you're going this thursday i'm gonna double check but i do believe it is a home game oh. for your boy fort saskatchewan uh, brew house, uh, a place I frequent pretty regularly on uh, over the course of this past summer and uh, throughout the winter too. Great place to go watch uh, Oilers games, uh, and it's just down the street from where I live, so I can uh, you know indulge a little bit more, <laughs> have a few extra beverages, and then uh, meander my way home uh, before the night's over. Make that walk home. Yes, you got the Giants and 49ers on Thursday, Fort Sask location, and then uh, next Monday I'll be out in North Edmonton. I'll have to get the exact coordinates for that one, but North Edmonton, Rams, Bengals, that'll be a fun one. I'll be hoping Joe Burrow gets back on track today on the show. Uh, we're going to do a little, what I would love to have be called Waiver Wire Wednesday, but it's only Tuesday. We're going to talk about some guys you should be looking to pick up uh, on your team, of course. There are a bunch of injuries that we're going to get to. Uh, we will have Gavin Turnick of uh, Oilers Nation and a few other places joining us, as well as our man Declan Kruger. He's prepping for the lowdown with low tide, but he will uh, head over here. We'll talk to them about some of their favorite waiver wire pickups because uh, it happened again, Brandon, last night. Nick Chubb, gruesome injury. It, it was nice that they, you know, the broadcast decided not to show the injury repeatedly. I went through an experience once at a sports bar. This is like 10 years ago. It was the NFC championship game, I want to say. I think it was Navarro Bowman busted up his leg, but the play was close to being a fumble, so they had to review it a bunch of times, and it was like TVs everywhere. You couldn't get away from it. It was disgusting. The broadcast last night, thankfully, didn't have to show us the Chubb injury, but, I mean, what's the quick move here, Brandon? What should what should Nick Chubb owners look to do here? 
Jerome Ford looked pretty good, <laughs> but I think the big, big uh, speculation now is will the Browns look to bring Kareem Hunt back into the fold? Still a free agent, obviously knows the playbook, knows the coaching staff, knows the team. It seems like a natural fit, but uh, who knows if there's maybe any bad blood because they didn't want to bring him back uh, as part of that great running back hit tandem they've had the past couple of years. So that I think that's right at the top of everybody's mind is the best option is Kareem Hunt, but uh, hey, Jerome Ford looked like no snouch, uh, slouch in fill-in duty last night. Yeah, he he did look good. Showed some nice burst, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people looking to make that claim. Uh, I believe I have second on the waiver wire today, so I'm going to be taking the advice from Gavin and Declan and yourself uh, to heart and try to see what I have to do. Uh, the text line, one 401 No name on this one. Connor sounds like Brandon. But because Connor is the vet, Brandon sounds like Connor. You know, there's been a few people in my radio career that people have said, you sound just like him. Uh, we had Brendan Clark back in the day. People would say we always sounded alike. I guess you and I sound like we're alike. So if one of us is away, we could just, you know, do like the the whole twin thing and just play both parts maybe. I'll just have both mics uh, swung around <laughs> when you take uh, one of your well-deserved vacations and I'll just talk into each one back and forth. So yeah. at least spatially, it might sound a little bit different, but... Well, hey, you know what? That's the first time that's come in. We've been on for oh, two weeks now, so so that's okay. Oh, hopefully we aren't too confusing. Maybe one of us will uh, take some helium. Uh, keep those texts coming into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. We'll scroll through and uh, look at some of the messages. Land says, is it time to move on from Hunter Renfro now? Well, I mean, I guess it, it really, like we've said, it kind of depends on your circumstances. How How many teams... I know how deep is the league. I don't know if Hunter Renfro coming off last year would have been a high priority player for me the year before that. Yeah. I mean, he had a massive year uh, last year with Devontae Adams being that guy there kind of took down uh, the looks here. He had one reception against the bills for 23 yards. I don't know. Jacoby, he, he had the injury, right? So that's something you have to be interested in. Oh, we got someone coming in for a little picture. Should we pose for the picture, Brandon? That's probably a Gavin Turnek fan. Yeah, uh, that's got to be a Gavin they see fan. Him, they see him at the window, and he's a <laughs> he's a high-profile guy in this city. That's a big-time move right there. Big-time move. I love that picture. Hopefully, they'll tag us in at 1440. Um, yeah, so Hunter Renfro, I don't know. I, I would not be keeping him. He wouldn't be in my long-term plans. I just don't know. Can you trust a Jimmy Garoppolo receiver outside of Devontae Adams? Like, Devontae's so good. He's going to make plays. Doesn't matter. I could be throwing to him. He's going to make it happen. But I don't know if Hunter Renfro is the guy you want, Lance. Yeah, the, the Raiders look like they're really bad. Um, and uh, Derek Carr not necessarily faring much better so far in uh, New Orleans after our big uh, conversation yesterday about who is the better option to try and get you 35 fantasy <laughs> points for a miracle win, Derek Carr to Sean Watson. Uh, I think if you put all four quarterbacks fantasy scores together last night, I don't think you would have got to 35. So no. uh, tough, uh, tough day there. No matter what option you picked, it was a bad one. But yeah, the, the Raiders... I, I don't know if I'm trusting anybody on that roster. Even Josh Jacobs for the first couple of weeks isn't looking super effective. So I, I'd be steering clear, I think, of all Raiders, with the exception of probably Devontae Adams at this point. Yeah, yeah. Hate to see it. Hate to see those Raiders struggling. Uh, this one, no name on it. Sorry. St. Albert Kevin, would you go after Ford or Breda with your waiver claim? Well, I, Breda doesn't really get me going. And also Saquon, doubtful. But he should make a return. Nick Chubb. Likely done for the year. I mean, if he bounces back, he is a miracle worker. So I go for it. I don't know if there's any really debate here, Brandon. 
I think if you really are, are kind of if you're looking for a short term fix, uh, more so, if you have Saquon and you throw him in your IR for a couple weeks, then Abreda will probably cost you less in terms of Fab dollars. But I, I'll speak very outright. I'm sure a couple of guys in my league uh, listen to the show. I'm a Nick Chubb owner. I put in a sizable bid for Jerome Ford here this morning. And that might be ill-advised because of the Kareem Hunt rumors and stuff. But if you got a few extra bucks to spare, maybe put in a claim for both and kind of see if you if you come out lucky on one or the other. Because if you need a running back coming up empty on all fronts, if you put all your eggs in one basket, that can wreck a season pretty quick. So um, I, I think just approach it with a little bit of peace of mind that you can you can make claims for both. And if you end up with both of them, hey, you got maybe a trade chip or, uh, or someone else you can move elsewhere. We have <laughs> imitation Tom. I thought Connor was producing the morning show until I, I got mentioned like 10 minutes ago that he wasn't. I mean, maybe that's just a little shtick I got going on. Maybe the Duke is not a real person and it's a character I created. I picked a random town by Red Deer called Delburn and rolled with it, created a backstory. No, no, the Duke is a real person. I'm not doing the morning show. I... I'm used to working like six hours and now I'm doing eight hours and I'm not doing any more than that. So yeah, we're not, we're not pulling a 12 hour shift here. Uh, the Duke is a real person. Uh, he does the morning show sticks around for this and then puts in work afterwards. Uh, I come in around 10 o'clock and try to get out by as close to six as possible. So we've got a few different ones. Uh, even imitation Tom says I had a heck of a time telling what producers were, uh, who were who on the previous sports radio regime in town here. So uh, it's, a, it's a battle. It's a battle. We'll try to work on that. <laughs> i just like to thank Lance for sending in a picture of the injury for Nick Chubb. I'd like to not thank Lance for that <laughs> because I did everything I could yesterday to avoid watching that. I have a really hard time watching leg injuries. Yeah. I uh, brought it up a couple times, like torn my own ACL twice, and neither of them were like particularly gruesome, but I just like think about it in that moment and like my leg folding out backwards and stuff. So I cannot watch them anymore and eat my friend sitting on the couch watching the game the last like he just like turns the phone right into my no. face and it was just the screenshot <laughs> not the video but yeah lance i don't need to see that uh it's still way too early <laughs> on a tuesday morning for that uh, grotesque image being plastered on my eyes i'm looking at it now i'm just i blew it up i'm looking at it big form like how how is he so calm going off the field these guys are so tough i would have been crying probably some shock i would yeah, think like yeah. <laughs> because man it is bad. Humans don't bend that way, ever. No, no. I I don't know how his leg just didn't rip in half, but pretty gruesome injury. Lance, thank you. I, I Maybe that was because I was displaying some negativity towards the Raiders and he had to get me back. Uh, Ricky Chi says, get G-Baby on. That man knows his fantasy football. G-Baby. I know that's Gavin. I've seen the social media posts. Uh, we got to ask about that nickname. That's based off hardball, right? Yeah, oh my gosh. One of the saddest parts of my childhood watching that one uh brayden says not the text line i put my whole fab budget in as forward as a chub owner so maybe similar to what you did brandon try to make sure you get him um no name here we're gonna try to get a name from you though uh, is it too early to give up on deandre hopkins we'll ask gavin and uh declan that as well i i saw him against the chargers and the chargers secondary could be exposed pretty easily he had a couple big plays i don't think i'd give up on him i mean unless you have two or three better options than deandre hopkins i think it'd be too early to give up on him personally we'll see what happens i mean if if something happens to Tannehill, and then you're worried about you know malik or 
the Mayo man, Will Levis, then then maybe there's a, some concern there, but but I'm not too sure. Uh, what do you think, DeAndre Hopkins? I, I don't think you give up on him. Maybe he's not a worthy of a starting spot, but you can't give up on him. No, I mean, he's far from a fantasy WR1, 2, or probably even 3, maybe, depending on a week-to-week uh, basis. But like you said, against a Chargers team that seems like he can get diced up by anybody, he, he looked okay, uh, not necessarily the stalwart performance you'd maybe like to see. But I think as long as Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback then he's a little more proceed with caution type receiver because Tannehill looked much better in week two, but we can't forget what we saw in week one and for the majority of last year too, where uh, if you get one of these guys that's maybe a little more um, electric and in risk um, pro risk in, in terms of throwing the ball, whether it be downfield or into uh, tighter spaces with Levis or Willis, I, I think if you see a change of quarterback, he might, elevate and become a more preferable option but for the time being i think it's just a yeah depth option plug and play uh situationally and fill injury fill and you name it it's fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 connor hallie brandon douglas with you here today We're talking all things fantasy sports for the next hour we'll be primarily focused on the nfl today but if you've got any questions with any other sports feel free to let us know 1-833-401-1440 is the text line uh jetty he, he's chiming in. He You referenced it already. Yesterday, he asked us, down 35 and a half points, who does he start, uh, start, Deshaun Watson or Derek Carr? He says, guess it didn't matter which guy I started last night. Both of them are bums. We mean, we we said it was probably very unrealistic for anything to happen. I always like Deshaun Watson's upside, but man, that guy is a thrill in the pocket. Like, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's horribly bad. I mean, he's taking penalties against refs. Too bad that wasn't a category, hey? Yeah, there was a, a category in your fantasy league for penalized stiff arms by a quarterback. <laughs> uh, you would have won by a landslide. I don't know if I've ever seen that twice, let alone in that short of succession back-to-back. The, the quarterbacks are doing that because, yeah, Deshaun, a uh, bit of an adventure right now, and I'm sure making Cleveland fans a little nervous. That is a lot of money that you owe that guy, guaranteed. Um, he's going to have to figure it out quickly, especially without Nick Chubb now. They're going to have to lean much more heavily on Deshaun Watson. I think probably the Browns coaching staff, the Browns fans were maybe hoping for this season as he continues to uh, adapt to his new situation there in Cleveland. So, yeah, think, uh, change better come quickly for Deshaun or else uh, Browns are going to be left out in the cold. Uh, one before, before we get to break and, you know, keep those questions coming. We'll throw them towards Gavin and Declan in the next segment. Uh, no name here. Uh, if you want to reply with your name, that would be appreciated. We can get you into the system. With the first priority claim for the week, will you guys pick up Ford, knowing the uncertainty of them signing another back, or would you hold on to number one for something better down the road? Uh, I'll quickly share my thoughts for Jerome Ford. 16 carries, 106 yards. He did benefit from that 69-yard run, which obviously is going to boost those numbers. But I thought he looked pretty good. He also had uh, three receptions, 25 yards, and the touchdown. I mean, he was the guy that they wanted to keep as their backup for a reason. So even if you were to go out there and sign Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt, whoever it might be, Jerome Ford is still going to be the number one back. And I think last night showed that he can carry the workload. So I would go with Jerome Ford. I think he's the safe one. I think I might make that move myself. Brandon? Yeah, I, like I already said, I'm I'm uh, putting everything in there. And uh, with a couple other, like I put a small claim in for Kareem Hunt as well, just as kind of a security blanket measure. I've got a couple guys on the roster that I'm not too concerned about dropping if, let's say, I come out and win both claims. Um, but just like you said, Connor, regardless of who they bring in, Jerome's still going to be the number one guy for 
at least a few weeks as uh, the new running back gets up to speed, uh, if they're maybe not necessarily in game shape yet, whatever the case. So for uh, even if it's just for a few weeks as an undisputed number one back, that's worth it in itself. Uh, like I said, get three wins under your belt with a very good running back there. He, he showed it last night that he's more than capable of handling it here in what is a very run-heavy offense and will probably continue to be because of what we just said, Deshaun Watson still being a bit of a, an adventure back there. Gavin, the insider, texting me during this segment. Browns just placed, or sorry, checked in on the Acres trade price. Uh, we had Miles Simmons on yesterday, and he thought Acres might be more of a candidate could be released. So I wonder what the price would be. Probably not much, but we'll see. That would be an interesting one, because I think I'd probably rather have him than Fournette or Kareem Hunt. But still go forward uh, with that one. Uh, keep those texts coming. We're going to bring in Gavin and Declan after the commercial break here. One last text. Gav is the football guy. Love. Number one Gavin fan. So we're already seeing it, Gavin. You come in the you come on the show. We got people taking pictures with their kids. We've got texts coming in. That is the impact of G Baby. That's coming up uh, next right here on Fantasy Frenzy, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Halle, Brandon, Douglas with you today. The show, as always, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Check them out, Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Com. All right, now we'll we'll waste no more time. We'll get right into it. We've got the uh, Tuesday waiver wire roundtable brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I was there last night out in Spruce Grove. Beautiful location. Filled up my gas because it's always cheaper out in Spruce Grove. And uh, yeah, Declan. Gavin, I know you guys are well. You guys are men of the city. You're all around town, but uh, we'll have to get you out there one of those nights, hopefully. The way you said it initially, it was such a quick transition. I thought you meant you were in Vegas last night and for like a split second. I kind of got that like, too. Yeah, I was I like, what got is got this that guy doing? Too. Well, I mean, it felt. It feels like Vegas at the Canadian Brew House. Spruce Vegas, right? Spruce, that's what they call <laughs> it. They call it out the there. The Vegas of the Alberta North. Uh, Gavin Turnick, Oilers Hello. Nation. We've got Declan Kruger of the Lowdown with Low Tide, and also our digital producer on the Jason Greger show. So good to have you guys in here as we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the whole world of the waiver wire. And I mean, it's it's taken on a life of its own right now. There's so much going on. The injuries, they just keep piling up. Uh, I sent my little prep to Brandon of the guys who've gone down and we've got Nick Chubb. Maybe <laughs> forever. Oh man, it, Maybe it's, forever. it's running by graveyard right yeah. now. Saquon right. Barkley, yeah. uh, Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne is questionable now, undisclosed, Austin Eckler. So we gotta we gotta look at the running back. And, and David first. Montgomery to that list now too. David, yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Just it keeps building, and I'm sure we're gonna have to find out. There's like three more uh, by the time this show ends. So uh, Gavin, we'll start with you. Uh, if I were to say waiver wire, obviously Jerome Ford is a big one. You told yeah. us uh, you got some stats on him and the upcoming opponents. But uh, who are a couple guys that come to mind when you think of running backs that might be available on the wire? Yeah, like you guys already touched on it too. Like 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 Ford's definitely my number one guy. Like he came in, he had 16 carries for 106 yards, and he showed his ability to catch the football yesterday as well. He caught the ball three times, 25, 25 yards and a score. But he does have a, he does have a tough schedule coming up against the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. Both are top six rush defenses in the league. And but I think the huge question mark you guys already kind of touched on it too is do the Browns go in and sign Cream Hunt? Do they bring in a veteran? That's a big question mark. But I also like Rashawn Johnson out of Chicago. And Declan, what are you thinking about Rashawn Johnson? 
I like Rashawn Johnson. I, I think he's a good player. I still think it's it can mostly be Khalil Herbert's backfield. But with Jerome Ford, I'll always have a soft spot for him because he was on that 2021 Cincinnati team that made the college football playoff. Right. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's the same thing. It's between him and Pierre Strong, right? It's like it's who's the lesser of two evils in this situation? Who's going to get the looks at practice? Who's going to be the guy that can stand out? Jerome Ford did it in the game. You got to think that's going to continue. So I think he's probably my number one pick up there. The other guy I'm looking at is, is Tony Jones in New Orleans. I mean, Jamal Williams yeah. left the game. Kamara's not there. Kendra Miller's still questionable. I like, are they going to pass on 100% of the players? There's no way. They got to run the football. Someone's going to do it, and he looked good doing it. So I like Tony Jones. I like Jerome Ford. Those are my top two. I like Rashawn Johnson, though, as well. Yeah, I needed uh, six points, I think, from Aaron Jones. Yep. Got two. And then he went out with the injury. So, yeah, that'd be yeah, interesting. I think I needed 10 from Jamal Williams yesterday, and I didn't get that either. So yeah. I started Aaron Rodgers week one. So that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, you get passed out of a bad quarterback. <laughs> oh. yep. Yeah, we got to do the segment who let you down because I mean that could be someone every week. Joe Burrow for me, Jameer for Gibbs for me this season. Ooh. I took him, took him first round and or second round in two in two leagues, and hopefully with Montgomery out, he'll get some looks because yeah. uh, you know he we, he needs to step up and do something. Yeah, I think J.K. Dobbins was quote unquote my guy coming to the year, and he is definitely not my guy <laughs> anymore. He's my guy on the IR. J.K. Dobbins is he might his career might be over. That guy cannot oh. stay healthy. No, and it's. He was part of such a stacked Ohio State team, so talented. Mm -hmm. He just can't stay healthy. No. It's terrible. I feel bad for him, but as a fantasy owner of him, you know, it happens. T's and P's, hoping he can bounce back. Yeah, I mean, that could be it for him. That could be it for uh, Nick Chubb. I think think Adam Schefter freaked everybody out with his tweet last night (laughs) talking about his previous injury. Everyone's like, hey, you got to word that better, man. Adam Schefter is, he is not the best when it comes to wording tweets about (laughs) athletes or former athletes in the NFL. He needs to take a course or something. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Chomskers. He says, Ford was drafted in all my leagues because he's on my team. So somebody Ooh. was looking ahead. Maybe that's a 12-team league where you got to yeah. find some death pieces. Yeah. Uh, but if he's available, I think we're all thinking he might be one that you might want to take yeah, a look Yeah, he's going to be the at. number one ad for yeah. sure this week. And he was also studying college. Like, I was looking at his college stats. He averaged 6.6 yards yeah, per carry in college. I think he had 1,300 yards his last yeah. season. College. He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, yeah. Looking around the league here, um, maybe we'll shift over to the receiver position. Declan, uh, I mean, th- there are some names that I have written down. Uh, one for me, I'm curious about Jaden Reed with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah. How about you? Receivers, anyone that uh, you think might be a good pickup this week? I mean, I, th- I think Josh Reynolds is just somehow in year seven after being very average his whole career has become a good receiver and I think a big part of that is the Lions play such a such a fun high-powered kind of offense Jared Goff likes to spread the field throw the ball I'm on Ross St. Brown is obviously going to be the guy but I think Josh Reynolds has become a certified wide receiver too on that team and a team that has a lot of fun passing the ball so I like Josh Reynolds a lot how about you Gavin Man, honestly, with Saquon going down for the New York Giants, I think I'm going to be all in on uh, Hyatt this week. Um, he's definitely one of my top yeah. bads at receiver. I think they're going to try to spread out the ball a little bit more, obviously, to try to make up for them losing Saquon. And Hyatt's a big play guy. You know, yeah, he might only have three receptions, but that he's going to have that one massive play for 50 yards and a score. So he has that huge upside splash potential. He's the kind of guy who can catch a 12-yard in route and take it for exactly. 50 yards. Exactly. His, his, yards, his yeah. yards after catch is ridiculous. Even in college, it was, too. So yeah. he's one guy I'm excited Another guy I really like is Tank Dell out of Houston. I, mean, I know it's the Texans and everyone kind of perks <laughs> up their ears and says, what are you talking about? But I, and listen, I know Nico Collins. I think he has 20 receptions or yeah. 20 targets this year. Um, Tank Dell only has 14, but I think Tank Dell has some big play capability. Right now, listen, only two games, so small sample size. But CJ Stroud, he's fourth in the league in passing yards. Yep. He can be a big play guy, so he can do it. Um, I, and I like Tank Dell. I think I think Nico Hollins can be a consistent option, but I think Tank Dell can be that big play guy. Uh, Brandon Douglas, a noted Houston Texans fan. Tank Dell, Adam, this week, didn't you? 
Yeah, uh, started him over uh, top of the uncertainty around Amari Cooper, which uh, Cooper ended up having a good game last night, surprisingly, uh, given the the uncertainty around his injury, but um, still came out in positive points for me with the Tank Dell touchdown making that separation. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Declan. He's a guy that um, they, they spent a pretty high draft pick on him. And the CJ, like Stroud seems to have a rapport with him right off the yep. top here. And I, I said this from the start, like Houston's not going to win very many games. Like they're just, they're just a bad team. Their defense is terrible. The O-line, they're four out of five of them. We're not starting this week, but CJ Stroud is dynamic enough. Collins, uh, Damian Pierce in the backfield, if he, he can catch the ball out of the field too. Like, there's some actual viable fantasy players on Houston's offense, yep. um, whether it be Collins, Dell, or Stroud. So uh, I don't think you're too out to lunch by saying that at all. This isn't exactly analytical, but CJ Stroud and Tank Dell both just have that dog in them. And I love that. that and I, dog. Love, I love those that guys. Dog. Like, yeah, we might we might lose 14 games, but hopefully we can at least lose 10 of them 37-31 and get some touchdowns along the way, you know? So <laughs> We're talking uh, waiver wire pickups and all things fantasy sports here. It's Fantasy Frenzy. It's the uh, Tuesday morning roundtable. Talking uh, waiver wire. Why not? What else are we going to do on the fantasy show? We've got Declan Kruger from the Lowdown with Low Tide, Gavin Turinick of Oilers Nation here in studio, Brandon Douglas, Connor Halley, packed house today. Uh, guys, I want to ask you about... A guy who I think I've you know enjoyed watching, but I don't know how reliable he is just because of the injuries. Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Indianapolis Colts. I mean, he's got that kind of Justin Fields. I might only throw one touchdown, but I could run rush for three. Like he's got that type of ability. Uh, right now, if he is to play, is he worth the start? just because of these injuries already, Declan. Well, he better be for me because in that league I talked about where Aaron Rodgers was my quarterback, he was my stash guy. So he better be playing (laughs) and he better be playing well. No, I think, I mean, listen, concussions are unpredictable. They can happen on any play, any bang-bang play. It's not not like a guy who's planting and cutting all the time and, you know, his ACLs just wear out over time. Concussions can just happen. Uh, If he does play, I think he's worth the start because I think he's an electric, dynamic quarterback. I think the Colts are one of those teams. I joked about it with the Texans, but I think the Colts are one of those teams that really can be in games late. I think Michael Pittman's a great weapon. I think Anthony Richardson's dynamic on offense, and I think they can be a high-scoring offense. So I like Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I agree. Like, if he's starting week three, he's in your lineup 110%. Um, obviously, before he went out in week two, he had, he already had two scores, 35 rushing yards. Again, like, I'll use that term that, that Declan just used. He is that dog. He is that dog. Woof, I, woof. <laughs> I absolutely love Anthony Richardson, man. I loved him coming out of Florida. And, yeah, every time he touches the ball, it's just electric. It's electric. He can, he can take it for six anytime. Yeah, Declan, I remember you and I doing yep. the, the draft show, and we're like, can't start him in year one. My I favorite, don't know. My favorite <laughs> quote ever about Anthony Richardson was, he's pretty good at football if you ignore all the tape on him. <laughs> he was like six and seven at Florida and was not that much of a standout, but incredible talent, and we talked about it. That's what he was drafted for. If yeah. you built a quarterback in a lab, that's what he looks like. You know, he's got those attributes. Yeah. Now it's just putting it all together. He has I mean, arm strength, too. Like, he can throw the ball downfield. Yeah. So like, he can stretch the field, too, to Michael Pittman, too. So. He's got Zach Wilson BYU Pro Day type of arm. Yeah, also. and that's the reason why he went second overall was because that one <laughs> throw at his Pro Day. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a mess. Oh, my pet peeve. Zach. Wilson's pro day oh. and oh, uh, Richardson good dude I mean the yep. stories of him just oh, like yes. sticking around to clean up cafeterias for the staff Incredible. you know yep. good human being <laughs> fantasy frenzy here on sports 1440 uh, imitation Tom says it's making me feel good about my fab claim attempts for next week I'm going for Dell and Johnson so nice. uh, there we imitation go. Okay. Tom I yeah. love it <laughs> love it uh, here we go park boy ash how many waiver bucks are you spending on Ford? Like 50%? Uh, what do you, what do you I, guys think, Gavin? I, I think it all depends on your situation. 
But like, like for an example, for me in one of my leagues, I have Dobbins, I lost him, I have Akers. That's a massive question mark. So for an example, in that league, yeah, like I am using half my fab bucks yeah. on a guy like Ford because yeah, he is going to be their premier number one back. Even if, even if they do go out and sign a veteran, I still think he's going to be the number one guy there. Even though he has a tough match with these next two weeks, he's going to get the rock. He's going to touch the rock at least 15 to 20 times. So yeah, again, depending on your situation, I would honestly spend around 50% of my fab. Yeah, I couldn't agree with Kevin Moore at all. It definitely is situational. If you're in, you know, first of all, take care. Thoughts and prayers yes, with your running yes. back room. I'm pulling um, out for my running back yeah, room. If you're in that situation, I think absolutely 50% yes. of your dollars makes sense. If you, if you've, you know, you drafted running backs early and you, you've stashed a couple, I I wouldn't go too over the moon for them. I wouldn't go more than 10%. But again, I completely agree. Couldn't be more situational. Uh, let's, let's talk about one that I just want to get to because I have questions <laughs> about him and I... When I drafted him, I said, this is the last year. It's make or break. Uh, oh, Kyle Pitts. I knew I knew you didn't yeah. have to say the name. Kyle Pitts yeah. with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, my gosh, I mean, man. Drake London owners might say a similar thing, but he did he kind of get a touchdown. He uh, bounced back in week two after we'll, his goose egg. We'll start with uh, Declan here. Kyle Pitts. Can can I trust him? Like, Do I have to go out there and get Gerald Everett? I mean, he's just oh he's so talented. Like, he, There's a reason he was the highest drafted tight end ever. Yes. But that talent doesn't matter when you're not performing on the football field. You can be the most talented guy in the world, but if you're not if you're not putting the numbers up, if you're not getting the receptions, the looks, if you're not making the plays, it, it doesn't matter. And I feel, listen, as bad as I feel, Kyle Pitts must feel worse. He must feel like he's going to have this label on him that he was the highest drafted tight end ever, and there's going to be this this thing that sticks with him that he can't perform. And I'm sure he wants the ball. I'm sure he wants to, but to mm. answer your question in the easiest way is is no. I don't think you can trust him at this point. We've seen the tape on him. I no, think no. he is what he is at this point, and you know, it, it's tough to say, but I, I, I think it's time to move on from the Kyle it Pitts is. experiment. It is honestly at this point in Kyle Pitts, I, I just don't think he's startable. You guys, he's currently the tight end twenty eight, and in, in that Atlanta Falcons offense, his target share five point seven five percent. That's his target share with the Atlanta Falcons. So he's just plain right not startable at this point. He's four receptions through these first two games, only fifteen nine yards. He, you just can't start him. So no, you you can't trust him. And you look at those numbers. What was it? Five point seven percent. Yeah. Like who wh- who else on that team is getting ninety four point point three percent? No kidding. Like I'm just gonna run like, the ball. Yeah. I, I mean, I who's the top running back in college football right now? Draft eligible. <sighs> Probably. Hmm, that's a good question. Probably. <sighs> Trevon Henderson. Will the Atlanta Falcons draft him and just, <laughs> just be like, with, you know, we're not going to throw. We've got two legit yeah. weapons and Cordell Patterson. Wait till we get him back. We're going to run the ball Dude, even more. Atlanta would be the team with how they're using Kyle Pitts and Drake London. If there was ever a team to break out the triple option formation, this Atlanta <laughs> would be the team to do it. I mean, I want to see it. I want to see Cordell Patterson under center with Bijan Algier and then just let it go. I don't want Desmond Ritter to get a snap. No, no. I want, I want them to run the Navy offense. The best thing that the Falcons could do is trade Pitts, and then Pitts has to go to a team and wear a number in the 80s because I'm yep. a grumpy old man that yeah. still hates single digits in the NFL for tight <laughs> what ends. What Gerald Everett? I don't yeah, like yeah. it. Oh, take 87. <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. I, old man yells at cloud over yeah, there. Yeah, 100%. Who's uh, Darren Waller wearing 12? I thought it was... Is it 12? It's 12. Is it 12? Okay. Looks goofy. But that's uh, that's a topic for another day. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for swinging by today. Maybe uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes. That's great. There you go. That is a Declan Kruger. You can hear him on the Lowdown with Low Tide. 
Monday through Friday from noon till two here on Sports 1440. You can also give them a follow on Twitter at Declan Kruger and Gavin Turnick of Oilers Nation at Gavin Turnick 47. You can go hang out with Gavin every Monday, Thursday, and Sundays at various first round locations around the city. Win some cool prizes and go say hello to G-Baby. Get his, uh, his advice on fantasy football as well when you're out there with him. Uh, that was our round table presented by the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH Monday, Thursday, and Sunday for a chance to win some awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 presented by Wilhock Beef Jerky. We'll come back after this and answer some more of your questions. Uh, text in 1-833-401-1440. 11-41. Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440 presented by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Check them out, wilhockbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you. Big thank you to... Declan Kruger and Gavin Turnick for dropping by for a little waiver wire roundtable presented by the Canadian Brew House. Uh, we've got lots of questions coming into the text line. If you have not sent a text in yet, the number is 1 833 401 1440. That's 1 833 401 1440. I suggest you save it in your phone. It'll be a little bit easier there. Uh, we love the feedback from you guys. We got a text here, no name, so please send us another text with your name. Uh, should I drop Deshaun Watson and look at Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins, or Dak Prescott? Uh, personally, unnamed texter, yes, you should. I think Kirk Cousins, although there might be questions about his ability to win you a game in real life, in fantasy, he's been fantastic this year. Six touchdowns so far, no interceptions. He's got the Chargers this week, so you know he's going to shred them. Uh, Dak Prescott didn't have a great week one, but... I, th- I think there's some upside there. And Jordan Love, I mean, looks like the, the sky's the... What did Michael Jordan say? The sky's the roof? Something like that? Did yeah. he say that? I've never heard that. <laughs> I'll have to get the direct quote from him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Jordan Love, there's a lot of upside. You know, I, I think it's going to be tough for Deshaun Watson. He he does not look like the player to me that he once was. That year away from the game probably didn't help him. Uh, the Steelers defense is good. TJ Watt's going to get after the quarterback. But... I think I would be looking at a Kirk Cousins or a Jordan Love for sure over Deshaun Watson. Brandon? That game last night was one of the worst football games I've maybe ever watched in terms of the offenses out on the field. Uh, The point total is almost kind of misleading because, yes, the Steelers had two defensive touchdowns, but Deshaun Watson looks like a shell. That's not even accurate enough. He does not look like the same person, player, that we saw a couple years ago in Houston, his first, uh, whatever, three, four years of his career. It does not look like the same player. He looks lost. Accuracy with his arm is virtually non-existent. He's still creative. Like, he's going to try and get himself out of situations. But yesterday, that mostly just ended up with more problems to be had, whether it be fumbling the ball. um, You know, interceptions uh, have been an issue since he landed in Cleveland. It's a... If you were already, or if you were starting Deshaun Watson over Kirk Cousins, even with the optimism about Watson still, I think that was a bit of a misplay off the start because Kirk Cousins is, like you said it, Connor, is a very good fantasy quarterback regardless of your opinions about him to win big games, win in primetime. Statistically, he's always rock solid. And yeah, Jordan Love, sky's uh, or limit is very high, sky's the roof on him. Uh, and uh, and Prescott, I'm not quite as sold on. But if you have to drop Watson to pick up one of those players, yeah, I would definitely do it. Or if it's just a matter of swapping one out off your bench for it, then yes, 100%, you should be doing that. 
So the quote was, the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. Yeah, well, that's factual. That is a fact. <laughs> and if you search that, like one of the first articles that comes up, Michael Jordan saying the ceiling is the roof actually makes sense. So don't crying MJ him. I mean, we'll have to go back and read that one. But yes, the ceiling is the roof when it comes to Jordan Love. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Slurpy Sean says, "Who's a better waiver pickup, Ford or Raheem Mostert?" For your information, I dropped Mostert for Kelly last week. Oops, I mean that was maybe some bad info provided by me. I thought the Chargers would run heavily with Joshua Kelly, and they didn't quite do that. But uh, I, th- I think I like Ford personally. Mo- Mostert, I mean. He, the point was brought up on Monday Night Football. He's 31 years old, but the first five years of his career, he didn't do a whole lot. So there, there's lots of tread on the tires. The Dolphins offense, I mean, I have a lot of big play capabilities. So I think they're both pretty good options, really. Yeah, I think Mostert, if he's available, is probably a pretty safe play, at least as a stopgap. Um, Ford might give you more long-term upside if, it, like we, we said over the course of the, the show today, even if Cleveland brings in another back, it's going to be Ford's backfield for at least a couple weeks, maybe the whole season, and then whoever they bring in is there to spell him off. I think Ford gives you more upside. Mostert may be a little safer of a, of a choice between the two. So I, I don't know how much that really helps Slurpee Sean in this, in this choice, but... Um, yeah, I, I, personally, I'm going for Ford. I, I, I've said it uh, right off the top. And there's been a couple people asking about how much you're willing to spend on Ford on a waiver pick. Uh, I'm not going to say that because I know for a fact there's people listening to this show right now that are in that league with me where my yeah. claim is already placed. So they will outbid me by $1. I know it. Even if they don't need a running back, they'll do it out of spite. I know these people. <laughs> I heard you did $3. Yeah, yeah, me too. So I heard four or five could probably win it for you. I put a crisp fiver on it. (laughs) Uh, We've got no name here, but Kirk Cousins puts up fantasy points. He's the reason I won my league last year. Yeah, I mean, he's got Justin Jefferson last year. He had Adam Thielen. Uh, They went on and got him Hawkinson. I think they have Irv Smith there as well. They have a good run game. Like, they play in a dome. (laughs) For the majority, they should be putting up points. Maybe you might get a late-season game in Chicago or Green Bay where... Because of the weather, he's you know the game plan changes a little bit, but he's he's got all the tools to win you a fantasy championship, and you can get him later on in the draft. Uh, this one from Corey. We're going to talk a little hockey now. Hey guys, great to have you back. Who would be your top two goalies for the NHL this year? Thanks, Corey. Um, I guess the one that I'll throw out there, and maybe maybe we each can have one. Maybe I'm stealing yours. I like Jake Ottinger with the the Dallas Stars. I think he could be a guy who can get a lot of starts, pick up uh, some good statistics for you, get some dubs, good save percentage, maybe a shutout here and there. I'll go with Jake Ottinger. Very good answer. Um, he is not one of the names that popped into my head. I, oh, I'm no. basically at a toss-up between three Russians who are not only fantasy speaking, but just outright the best goalies in the NHL. Yep. It's still Andre Vasilevsky's world. We're just living in it. Obviously, Tampa, bit of a step back last year uh, and I think they technically got even a little bit worse again with players having to move out the door due to cap reasons so they're going to lean even more heavily on Andre Vasilevsky uh, but if you're at a, at a crossroads between uh, Vasilevsky, Igor Shosturkin, Ilya Sorokin, all three of them are going to play a ton of games, all three of them have um, 
decent enough teams in front of them um, to make it not like a John Gibson situation where they're getting shellacked despite their skill set. Um, tremendous, uh, you know, shutout abilities, high save counts. Uh, statistically, they're they're going to be the tops of the league for the foreseeable future, I would think. So I think any one of those guys is a, is a good option for the top-end goaltenders in your fantasy draft this year. How about Georgiev in uh, Colorado? Wins. He, he will definitely <laughs> be good there. And I think he is a little bit underrated because he plays um, with Colorado that he's like, oh, well, they're the best team and he just has to be, a, you know, good enough. But he is very, very good. I, I don't want to go understated. Um, I think Colorado will take a more... Um, not by committee, but split approach. They're not going to overwork him per se. Uh, they want to keep him fresh for a playoff run, but th- those other guys I think are probably a little bit higher ceiling than maybe Gorgiev have. But like I said, wins-wise, I think uh, Gorgiev is, is certainly a high producer uh, of fantasy points. It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you today. one 401 is the text line if you want to get in here. Pillman says, well... <laughs> Well job, boys. Awesome show. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Pillman. We do appreciate the text. In uh, Trailer Park, Ryan says, Hey, guys, how about that Giants team for my pick in the survivor pool? Wasn't nervous at any point, LOL. Trailer Park, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, it was a good start. Obviously, the Giants found a way to get back. Was it worth it losing Saquon Barkley? Some would say yes. When you look at the Arizona Cardinals... I have James Conner in my lineup and I just feel like, you know, occasionally he's going to put up points and, and help me out there. They've actually been okay. Like they were, they played the commanders tough. They almost got the win against the giants. And I, I, I don't know. I thought they were going to be terrible. Like, and I, they're still Owen two, but they're, they're playing like a competitive brand of football. Maybe we under, sold what Jonathan Gannon was doing there because I saw his his little pre-meeting speech to the guys about who took the bus and I thought this team is going to be awful they make no like what what does that even mean who took the bus here I don't know if anyone has actually seen that video but yeah Jonathan Gannon Arizona Cardinals head coach I thought they were going to be an absolute tire fire maybe they will be maybe they won't win a game uh, but I've actually been kind of impressed as what they've been able to do, especially bringing in a new quarterback as late as they did. I think they look okay. Uh, Skirm says, got to get Gavin back on a weekly basis. I don't play fantasy football, but I'm jacked to start. Great insight. Yeah, we certainly will have Gavin back in studio. Love what he brought to the show today. And <laughs> I like this one. Brandon, with all due respect, you don't have the grapes to outbid me. Your league champ. Shout out Blake. Shout out Blake Carey of Delburn AB, uh, originally of Stavely area AB. He is the current league champ of my uh, my dynasty league. But uh, Blake, tell you what, no worries. Actually, you go ahead and spend as much money as you want because uh, that is not the league in which I am, you know, getting it all out there for uh, for Jerome Ford. Uh, it is my other league, my super flex keeper league that uh, I have Nick Chubb on the roster now left with virtually nothing in my hands because my other high drafted running back Josh Jacobs has done virtually nothing through two weeks so but yet somehow uh two and two two wins oh and two versus the league average I like that you know flex there from Blake just coming in you will never outbid me you will not I will find a way I like that uh just want to let people know today on the station of course uh, we've got the lowdown with low tide coming up from noon until two 
Although they did not tell me who's coming up on the show, I did hear whispers of my name. So maybe they'll ask me to hop on the program one of these days. Still haven't got the call yet. You know, we we have Declan on our show. Uh, we have Low Tide on with Gregor, but I still haven't got that that invite to the Lowdown with Low Tide. Maybe one day that will happen. Uh, I believe today, though, they will have Daniel Nugent-Bowman of The Athletic on at 1 o'clock. Of course, you know, the Oilers out in the uh, Young Star Classic in Penticton. They lost to the Canucks 5-2. It was 2-2 after 40 minutes, and then the Canucks Young Stars found a way to get the job done. So I think they'll be talking a little bit about that. What else will be on the program? You will have to tune in to find out or check on Twitter because I'm sure they tweeted out the lineup on the Jason Greger show at two o'clock today. We'll be joined by Colin Chalk. He is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors and he was actually out there in Penticton. So we'll get him to hop on the show, break down his thoughts on uh, exactly how it went for the team at three o'clock. We'll have Sean Brown in studio, former NHLer, a guy who brought in some of the best banana bread I've ever had last week. So I don't know how he's going to match that, but We'll see what he's able to do there. We'll be joined by Dave McCarthy of Sirius XM. He makes his 1440 debut today. He was actually on a nice little vacation out in Ireland for the last couple of weeks. So he'll be by at 320. Of course, we'll have Jason Strudwick, former NHLer, former radio host, former TV host, Battle of the Blades, runner-up, two-time Memorial Cup champion. Just an overall good guy. He'll be on at 420. Uh, 5 o'clock, we'll have Mark Spector of Sportsnet. And then at 520, I do believe we have Derek Van Deest from NHL.com. I don't know if Declan can hear me. Does, does he want to inform us who else is going to be on the show today outside of Daniel Nugent Bowman? He's walking around. Yes, we have Steve Simmons from the, uh, from the Toronto Sun to talk some Blue Jays. Steve Simmons from the Toronto Sun. I don't and think he's have, uh, Like there. you said, Daniel Nugent Bowman coming in. Uh, he's going to be on at, tw- at 1220 to talk some Oilers. I was pushing hard for Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas, but I said, big, big boss said no. So I, sorry, guys. I walked by and heard my name, and I thought maybe I was getting the call up, but still hasn't I pitched happened. it. I, I floated it up there. Perfect law, but got swatted. So what are you going to do? But yeah, Steve Simmons, Daniel Nugent Bowman on the lowdown with low tide today. To be honest, I was going to say no to kind of power move you guys, but well. We'll see what happens. You sit on the other side of the glass and you're a big dog all yeah. of a sudden. My goodness. You know. Can't get anything from this guy. That's that's it. Is my. that why you haven't been texting me back? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's because you have a bad phone. It's not mine. Anyways, that's going to do it for the Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky as well as the Canadian Brew House. Big thank you to Declan and Gavin Turnick for swinging by on the show today. We'll do that again in the future. And a big thank you to Brandon Douglas as well, keeping us on track here. Uh, we'll get to a break. Before that, there was Sports 1440 Update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.